In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Yesterday we celebrated the feast of the circumcision of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in three, four days we will celebrate the feast of the Epiphany, the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ as well. So our title today, which is the first Sunday of the Blessed Month of Tuba, is A Servant of a Circumcision. This is one of the titles of our Lord Jesus Christ which was given to him in the Epistle of St. Paul to Romans, which we read today, chapter 15 and verse 8. But before we start, we would like to focus on the Feast of Lust yesterday, because again, all the readings are trying to connect the Feast of Circumcision with the event of this Sunday. So St. Ambrose was telling us the child about whom Isaiah spoke have been circumcised. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. He has become under the law to release those under the law. Again, what we used to repeat many times in the Creed, who for us and for our salvation became man. Again, who for us and for our salvation he was circumcised. Why? He is telling us, he sent Ambrose, to release those under the law. So he's telling me and you yesterday, it's not a commemoration of an event, it's an invitation to relive the event itself. It's time to enjoy the fullness of the meaning of it now, I'm not under the law but under the grace. It doesn't mean that I'm not committed to the law, but the law is not a mean to put me into a condemnation. The law now is written in my heart, written in my mind, as prophesied in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 31 onward, and then fulfilled as St. Paul told us in Hebrews 8:10 and 10:15. So the joy of the feast that now I'm not under the law, as St. Paul was saying in Romans 6:14. From now on, what is going to happen? Sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law, but under the grace. So in Romans 15:8 today we read this verse. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God to confirm the promises made to the fathers. He's telling us Christ came to fulfill all righteousness, but in a different sense. That to show that all the promises which have been given to the fathers are going to be fulfilled. St. John Chrysostom is explaining this verse in more detail. I will just pick up a few sentences from what he said. He is telling regarding this verse especially. That is why the Lord Christ came a servant to the law. Why? Having consummated and not broken the law. Every single person in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament has broken the law. But now he, he came to fulfill the law. He said in the, on the cross, it is finished. And we pray in the liturgy of St. Gregory, you fulfilled the law on my behalf. Why? To release me from the bondage of the law, as he said, St. Ambrose a few minutes ago. So that when he got hanged on the cross, he would take away the curse of the law for disobedience. In Deuteronomy chapter 27 and 28 is a very long list of curses for those who disobey the law. And on the cross he took this curse for those who are going to believe in what he has done on the cross. 
He suffered so that the promise given to Abraham would not fall, but that the Lord Christ raised them up above the curse and delivered them from the authority of the law. Again, them it is me and you. We are here to enjoy the fullness of the freedom, the fullness of the resurrection of the curse of the law. Why? Because he came to release me and you in person. Saint Macarius is telling us again, if you are not, if he has done it in himself, what is the spiritual meaning that I need to practice now in my life? The people of God get the sign of circumcision in their inner heart. <coughs> and since Saint Stephen in his sermon in Acts chapter 7, he was telling us about the circumcision of your ears, circumcision of your hearts, and then the church fathers read more, circumcision of your eyes, of all your members, which means to cut off what is alien to what is divine, to cut off everything that can separate me from God, to cut off anything that is not making me a living member of the body of Christ. If circumcision in the Old Testament was a sign of being a member of the body of Christ, or a member of the holy family of God, Ask yourself now, maybe your sin is still hidden, or you believe it's hidden. Maybe your wife doesn't know about your affair, or your husband doesn't know about your bad deeds, or your parents doesn't know what you are doing. Maybe. But in fact, the Lord is in you, you need to be circumcised. Because it's not because it is still hidden, you are a living member of the body of Christ. You choose to cut off yourself, unfortunately, while you look like a person going to church every now and then. Then the Saint, Paul, Saint John was telling us, what is the purpose of him to come from heaven and to be incarnated, to be circumcised, and the whole story of the life of Christ. And then he is putting a choice before our eyes. Little children, it's all of us, it doesn't matter how old you are. Let no one deceive you, which means if you don't believe what is next, you are deceiving yourself, not anyone else. He who practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. So, what are you behave? How are you behaving this morning? Are you behaving in such a righteous way, or differently? Then he continues. He who sins of the devil, he is telling you. I mean, you are changing your belonging. Do you belong to the kingdom of God, kingdom of righteousness? Who made us the righteousness of God, as St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5.21? Or you are still living your own life. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. And then he's telling us what is the purpose of the incarnation of the whole world. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil in me, in you and in the whole creation. So we want us to be invited in this liturgy. It's time to use the power of his incarnation in his life to destroy the works of the devil in you, the deception, stealing, any unholy thing in your life. It's time to repent for it. Yes, he is covering you till now, but the devil himself might scandalize you very soon. It's time to knock down all the works of the enemy. And then, back to our Gospel today. So first, all the readings, even the book of Acts is telling us about the problem of the circumcision in the early church. And now the Gospel is telling us about the flight of the Holy Family to Egypt. And I would like to share just a quick three lessons from this, based on people who choose to be 
separates from, from the world. People choose to be circumcised, which later became the fullness of it in baptism, when it became holy to the Lord. So, in Matthew chapter 2, I'll pick just three verses, 13, 19, and 23. The same word nearly. And then, now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Verse 19, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to, to Joseph. Verse 22, and being warned by God in a dream, he turned aside into the region of Galilee. Three times in nearly nine verses, the Lord was talking to Joseph. We call always Saint Joseph the guard of the mystery of incarnation. He was just watching and guarding the Holy Family. And when we think of Virgin Mary, who is receiving this glory, receiving this mystery in person through the annunciation of the angel, and now she is conceived and then she gives birth to the child Jesus. But she was in full obedience to her husband, who was just guarding the incarnation. We ask ourselves as human beings, despite we don't have this honor that Virgin Mary had, but she was in full obedience to her husband at the time. And at the same time, for you and me personally, who is leading your life? We are not looking for dreams to be guided. We are not looking for an apparitions to be guided. But we have the fullness of the revelation of the Word of God in the Bible. Am I looking to the Word and following it in full obedience? Or still choosing the parts that I feel comfortable with? Again, it's very dangerous if you choose what you're going to obey and you omit certain parts of the scriptures. Joseph, in the three times, he was in full obedience. So, if we have such circumcised heart and minds, we are not going to choose or to pick up certain values, virtues, and ignore others. Honesty and faithfulness to the Lord has no conditions. Second question is, if I am fully obeying, like Saint Joseph, the guard of the incarnation, uh, when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, verse 14, and departed to Egypt. Then he arose, took the young child again, and went back into Israel. Yes, he was led by God, that's why he was in full obedience to God. In many occasions in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, God was revealing to us that if by the first Adam disobedience, Pride and disobedience kicked him out. By the second Adam, in full obedience and full humility, we are restored once more to the paradise. Again, another choice before us. Are you in the paradise? It means you are humble and in full disobedience. Are you out? It means you are living in your own pride and in disobedience. Again, there is nothing in between. So please be honest with yourself in this liturgy. Find out where you are and then head to the right direction. Yes, I know that sometimes we are following our own ideas or we are following our own minds, ignoring everything, ignoring every sort of leadership in our life. But it's telling me and you now, it's not a matter of obedience and disobedience only. It's a matter of being in the paradise or out of the paradise, in full obedience and humility or in disobedience 
and uh, bright. The third question is in verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt. Do you flee from the evil in the right time? Or you feel that you are able to make it by yourself? Two verses, we need to put them always in front of our eyes. James 4, 7. James was telling us, resist the devil and he will flee from you. So I have to stand in my battle and I'm going to resist him and he is the weak one because I have Christ in me. I am the indwelling grace of the Holy Trinity. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16, St. Paul was telling us, warning us, flee from fornication, flee from sexual immorality. If I'm still feeling I can resist it, then I'm not in the right place. The Lord in His fleeing, He was showing us it's a time of fleeing and it's a time of resisting the enemy. He was standing against the enemy in temptation and was victorious again for us. And when He fled on that day, He was teaching me and you it's there is a time of fleeing. Based on what? Based on the obedience He chose. Based on the humility He chose for our sake. Finally, let us go back to the event of yesterday and the connection of the day, which is the circumcision again. When we get inflamed with carnal lusts, when we commit adultery in our hearts, is focusing more. This circumcision is an act to your heart, to your mind, not only physical act. We have uncircumcised heart. When we welcome the thoughts of heretics and harbor blasphemous thoughts against the knowledge of Christ, we have uncircumcised hearts. And you can add as much as you can in your personal life. But if we keep having the purity of faith with a straightforward conscience, we are having circumcised heart and become worthy of hearing the voice. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. It's time to have this circumcised heart to be able to see him here, at work, at home. And whoever is going to see you, he will sense the presence of God in your life. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever. Amen.